That's, if you're going to have kids, you might as well do it in double. So well done, Roscoe and Laura. Great to have you here and have the twins here so you can go and have a, a cuddle of the twins a bit later on. I just can't remember their names right now. They're, there you are. Thank you for that. Thank you, Kimberly. Good job. So who's enjoyed the worship this morning? A little bit, little bit more mellow, but I think it's really good to be able to uh, spend time without a drummer and uh, listen to uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to us. So this morning, uh, I, I just want to celebrate also, who enjoyed Lindy Harris a couple of weeks ago? Um, I think she really brought something powerful to our church and some things have broken in people's lives that people talking to me about things and so she brought something powerful and uh, Josh already mentioned Pastor Josh Brett last weekend Uh, I really enjoyed his ministry to us and I know that our state has has had um, a real change in since he's been leading the ACC movement and I know that we're going to see more uh, good things coming from Josh's leadership so I'm excited that he was here with us last weekend and I thought it was really good so hopefully you did too um and today you've just got me, so who's excited? Yeah. <laughs> just put up our first screen there, please, Aaron. Something I remember that uh, I don't see too much anymore is the uh, plastic fruit bowls. Um, I think every Italian house in Melbourne had a plastic fruit bowl. And one of the things when you're, when you're an Italian kid, you, you have this thing every weekend called visiting. And you get dressed up, you have to wear, you like almost wear a suit. You're only like four years old, your mum dresses you up. And, you, and, and, and you, know, you go to other people's houses, other Italians, and they're all like, oh. And they've always got plastic fruit on the table. Bowls of plastic fruit, it's like, it's, it just goes, it's like that. Actual bowl from a Melbourne Italian home in the 1960s. It was exactly like that. There's plastic apples, plastic pears, plastic lemons, plastic oranges, and the crowd favourite was plastic grapes, which I have eaten my fair share of plastic grapes. But plastic fruit always looks good. It decorated the house, but it's not real. And I think something about being people is we're always good at faking it. We're always good at at the fakes. Whenever something original comes out, then almost immediately there's a fake. But one thing I want to, the whole thing, we can, after this comment, then we can all go home because this is the main point. We can fake lots of things in life, but we never want to fake our relationship with God. We never want to fake our spiritual experience. And and the thing is, we become expert at faking everything. We say to people, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine, I'm good. And you think, I really feel terrible. And there's so many different ways in which we, we learn to put on a fakeness that everyone else would never know what's really going on. I remember there was a, there was a time in, in a church we were involved in and there was a particular couple and, and I remember we talked as a leadership about following up different people and everyone wanted to follow up that couple because they, the, they were the cool ones. They were the ones who seemed to have it all together. They were the ones you wanted to have close to you. But you know what? What none of us knew was that there was serious issues behind the scenes in their relationship that no one saw what was going to happen next when they separated and eventually divorced. And it's like because they learned to develop this great masking 
thing in their life of presenting things like a plastic uh, bowl of fruit, what their life was like, but really it was nothing like that at all. So we've got to avoid uh, presenting things about ourselves. So if you just go back to our, my, my first title, I'm forgetting. I want, you to, I want us to consider today about, today about being fruitful in who you are. Because one of the most uh, sad things is when people, um, that you can fake lots of things. You can, you can fake that you're rich. You can fake that you're spiritual. You can fake all sorts of things. But you, but you want to be able to be fruitful in who you are and learn to realize that God made you who you are for a reason. So One Heart Church, we don't perform. We don't want to have a decoration role. We are to live faith with all the power and gifts of God in our spiritual walk. That's what we want to do. That's why we, we want to be a church that helps you to do that in your life as well. Just turn to your Bibles if you have your Bibles with, with you. 2 Samuel 22. And I want to just read something to you. This is about God. It says, to the faithful, this is, this is someone talking to God. It says, to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure, but to the crooked, you show yourself hostile. You rescue the humble, but your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. See, this is what I want you to see this morning. The fruit of your life, and, and this year our theme is fruitfulness. The fruit of your life, what you go after, what you value, is what you will receive from God. The Message Bible describes it like this. The same, the same scripture, but in the Message Bible, which, by the way, is my most unfavorite version of the Bible, but sometimes if I find something in any version, I'll use it, <laughs> if it helps me. This is what the message, how the Message Bible says it. You stick by people who stick with you. You're straight with people who, who, who are straight with you, you're good to good people. You shrewdly work around the bad ones. You take the side of the down and out, but the stuck up, you take down a peg. So this morning, I want to talk about being fruitful in who you are. Sometimes when we, when we want to get the real thing, we, we use the word authentic. So authentic means of undisputed origin and not a copy. I want, to, I want you to think of that description, undisputed origin, because that's really important for us this morning so that we can be released into our fruitfulness is to understand our undisputed origins as believers, as a Christian, as a person who accept, uh, accepts Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have an undisputed origin of your spiritual value and worth, and it comes from Jesus. That's undisputed. So when you get born of the Spirit, you have an undisputed origin. Oh, that's exciting. Now our enemy, the devil, he does everything possible to make you think you can't be right with God. He wants to dispute the origin of your spiritual birth. He wants you to doubt the origin of your spiritual birth. He wants you to live in a perpetual feeling or, or, or atmosphere that says, well, no matter what, you're not right with God. 
And he'll, he'll, he'll pinpoint every inconsistency. He'll pinpoint every failing. He'll pinpoint every, everything about you that, that he'll say, well, that, see that? You've done it again. You're not good enough. God doesn't really love you. And he'll use uh, uh, every trick in his book to keep you from feeling right with God or being right with God. And we're going to look at that later on, at the ways that we're deceived into, into displaying plastic instead of producing and living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we get so, so used to living in life, we can, we can fake our way into jobs. We can fake our way into relationships. We can fake our way into all kinds of things, but we can never fake our way into heaven. We can't fake our way into a relationship with Jesus. We can't and we don't need to. We can live with an authentic experience, knowing the origin of our birth spiritually is found in Jesus you know something plastic fruit gives fruit a bad name in John 3 verse 7 Jesus himself spoke about being born again the need that we as as people as human beings need to be born again. That is a spiritual experience, a spiritual life that comes from God. It comes from knowing Jesus Christ, who he is, and what he's done for us. In 1 Peter 1 verse 23, I think I have a, a verse up there. The Apostle Peter says this, for you have been born again. That, that description again is a spiritual dynamic that happens in our life when we understand know and receive Jesus Christ our old life gets shed off and we become a new person a new being is born with undisputed origin so for you have been born again but not to a life that will quickly end your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God there's your origin right there our spiritual life as Christians comes from the undisputed origin of the cross. The undisputed origin of Jesus' resurrection. It's not a plastic imitation of living spiritually. We call that religion. That's a plastic bowl of fruit. We don't want to have a religious experience. We want to have a, a powerful, living, original experience of God. So we've been born again to be spiritually operational. And I want to see you today, I want, to see, I want you to see today that bearing fruit spiritually is a lifestyle, not a presentation. So we don't have to try and present things to people to try and, to try and uh, put, put something out in front of others to say, look at this wonderful fruit bowl, doesn't it look good? Oh, but please just don't touch it. But I mean, I was, I was a sneaky Italian kid. We'd go to, we'd go to our relative's house and, and we'd go to other, other people's houses and I wouldn't just see the nice fruit in the bowl. I'd always want to be touching it and getting the grapes and, and eating them. And sometimes it's not until we allow others to touch us that they can, they can see and realize that the fruit that we present isn't really fruit. But you've been born again to be spiritually operational. See, every now and then you need to be reminded, I'm a, I am born again 
from an and I'm from an undisputed origin. You need to tell yourself that. I am from an undisputed origin. Jesus Christ came to, to take away every doubt of my, my experience spiritually. And, you know, things happen. Thing, you know, we have things that, that come into our world. We have experiences. We have things that don't turn out how we thought they should turn out. We have bad stuff happen. And the devil will say, see, I told you this is all just, this is all just a fairy tale. Why don't you just give up? Because he's wanting you to, to, to give up on your undisputed origin that comes from God. In Jesus Christ. You need to tell yourself, I have an undisputed inheritance. I have an undisputed authority. I have an undisputed confidence. I have undisputed favor from God in every part of my life. And sometimes things come and we just have to say, I have an undisputed call. I have an undisputed reason. I am here because uh, Jesus, he, he gave his life. Not only he, did he give his life, but he resurrected from the dead so that I could live in that power. See, the in thing right now, if, you, you know, if, if you're sort of aware, is, is the war on plastic. Have you, have you heard that, seen that lately? That's the in thing. Be, be in, get in on the war on plastic. Plastic wars. This is not actual footage of an anti-plastic warrior. And no plastic polluters were harmed in creating this slide. This is just for illustration purposes only. But if you want media attention, if you want government funding, be anti-plastic. So we got plastic bags, out. Plastic straws, out. Plastic bottles, out. Plastic packaging, out. We're going to war on plastic. If you, if you could start a political party, the anti-plastic party, you're in. You'll get a following. To win popularity today, go anti-plastic. Our spiritual life has to be more than just an appearance like a plastic fruit bowl. We've got to be anti-plastic spiritually. That's a good place to be anti-plastic. Now, I, don't, I don't really care about the plastic straw bands, the bottle bands. I just like the convenience of life. Sorry. But the Christian life Jesus died for the spiritual life that he rose for is powerful, authentic, and it's radical. And that's what he wants his disciples to be. He wants you to be authentic. He wants you to be radical. He wants you to live in an exciting place. The, the reason that often the experiences that we have is less than that is because we've settled to just say, I'm just going to display to the world a bowl of plastic. And then when the real issues of life come, we can't, we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. We don't know where the power comes from. When you discover your undisputed origin, you'll experience relationship with God and the power of the Spirit in a dynamic way that you never thought possible i want you to be fruitful in who you are in the book the catalyst leader the author says this the journey begins with learning to be comfortable in your own skin with looking at yourself in the mirror and saying to your reflection 
I'm okay with who I am. God made me this way for a reason. And, you know, that might sound like, oh, well, you know, should we talk about this sort of stuff? Now, I'm not saying that we should look at ourselves and say, well, I'm okay with who I am and I don't want to change because when we're born again, we're, we, we want to be changed into Jesus' likeness from glory to glory, from, from strength to strength and always changing to be closer and more like Jesus. But we've got to start with a point where, where we say, well, Jesus, you made me who I am. You made me with, with the gifts. You made me with my, with my uh, abilities and my talent. And I want to use those things to serve you. Our desire to look good in front of others is a trap that works against us. While others may, uh, may only see the plastic fruit, we aren't producing anything like what we could when that's all we're interested in presenting. And parents, I need to tell you, your kids will see past your plastic much more than you think. And so we need to, we need to be as parents, sowing into our families, sowing into their lives in, a, in such a way they, they see Jesus, they don't see a bowl of plastic, that they see the original, that they see the, 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 the real thing in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. I know I didn't come, you might find this quite amazing, but I didn't come from a perfect Christian family. There was plenty of things out of, out, of, uh, out of the ordinary in my family. I mean, I, was, I recently went to see some of my brothers in Adelaide, and they were just talking about our, our home life. And, and I said, do you remember this time when that happened? I said, this thing happened? And, and, and my dad grabbed the salad and he, the whole bowl, real salad, and he threw it at my mum, but it missed her and got my auntie. And she's sitting there with all the salad all over her. She's, and I said, I can't even remember what they were arguing about. And my brother said, I remember. He goes, I know exactly what it was about. And my dad didn't go to church. My dad didn't want anything to go to. He'd say to us, you're not allowed to go to church. Don't go to church. And he got saved, but, you know, but, but at this time he's like, don't go to church, no one's allowed to go to church. And my mum was saying to him, she's, she's stubborn, she's saying, you've got to go to this church. He said, I'm not going to go to the church. She says, you've got to go to that church. He's saying, and she doesn't give up. You've got to go to that church, I want you to go to that church. You, you know, if you only go to that church, God will do something in life. He's saying, I'm not going to go to that church. And then just to, just to sort of embellish his point, he throws a salad at her. Take that. But he got his sister-in-law instead. Now we're off the point. But I didn't come, I didn't have to come from a, 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 a perfect background to come to grips with being real with God myself. But as parents, I, w- I want you to, to, to discover and learn how to pass on to your kids things that are authentic, things that are real, things that are from a pure origin that can only come from God. You might get things wrong, but you've got to, you've got to realize that God can go beyond your failings and cause your children to go beyond what you could have ever imagined. But our desire to look good in front of others is a trap that works against us. So you probably would have heard about our growth track 
course that we're doing. We've done two courses already, and next week we'll start the third course. I just want you, church, to understand um, you, know, you, we, you will all have an opportunity to get on the course. We're only trying to do 12 people at a time so that everyone can um, go through it in a small group together. Um, but the course helps us in our authentic fruit. It helps us to discover about ourselves, helps you to discover yourself and be able to use what God's put there for God. And also we talk about our church, we talk about who we are, what we do and all those things because we want to be authentic and we want, we want everyone to be on the journey together building God's house, building his kingdom in a real and authentic way. We don't want to be you know, presenting to the world a bowl of plastic fruit. I want to also just thank all those who've been involved so far, the, the participants, our, our uh, course leaders, Pastor Pauline and Pastor Kylie and Amy. Is Amy in here? She's been doing a lot of the uh, helping in that as well. I just want to honour all those people this morning. And there, all the others are in kids' church, so where else would they be? Um, but it's, it's really important that we train the church to be authentic, to be real. 2 Peter 2 verse 19, it says this, For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. In Galatians 5 verse 1, it says, For it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Or maybe we should just park on that for a little bit. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. When I just think of that, I think there's, there's so many issues that, that we deal with in church, so many issues we deal with with people where you're thinking, were you set free for freedom? Or did you just settle for a, for a picture of yourself saying, well, I've, I go to church now. Look at this wonderful bowl of plastic fruit that I'm presenting to everybody. No, you, it was for freedom that Christ set you free. True freedom. Goes on. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Our spiritual life as a Christian comes from undisputed origin. Remember that? I hope that today you can be free in yourself. That you can be powerful spiritually and productive in every way. Productive, bearing fruit spiritually, bearing fruit emotionally, bearing fruit relationally, bearing fruit um, uh, financially, bearing fruit in every part of your life. See, everything I've spoken on today was aiming to this point. And I want us to deal with life-controlling issues that many of us hide or are trapped by. Now, we're going to get personal. Maybe you, you might just want to um, take these moments to, to uh, do some personal inspection of yourself. There's certain addictions that God wants to set people free from today. Now, I'm not... I'm not just speaking this morning because I have any personal information about you or your life. I would not have a clue. 
So I should have had a slide saying any reference to anything at all is purely coincidental. But there's porn addiction. That's a huge thing today for men and women. And you might be thinking, oh, wow, that's, that's really terrible. You know something? I, I know that I started looking at that stuff when I was probably 10. But I can say today that I've been set free. I can say today that that was part of my past and not part of my now. And it's not part of my future. And I can say that I I don't find it on my phone. I don't find it on my computer. Because you know why? Because I don't look for it. Because I don't want to find it. And God can set you free. But porn addiction is like eating a bowl of plastic fruit sexually and thinking that that can satisfy you. It's not. See, other addictions can be traced to coping from trauma. Some addictions can start from curious experimentation, but then it gets a a hook in you. Solomon, he was credited as one of the wisest men in the Bible, or, or as the wisest man in the Bible, yet he got caught with curious experimentation and lost his way spiritually. I find that amazing. So certain addictions we... We keep hidden behind our plastic fruit. Certain addictions we keep hidden from from others around us in church even. And and sometimes we can think, well, you know, there's always something a little bit weird to me with a person who, who when you talk to them, always got to throw scriptures at you. Oh, but doesn't the Word of God say? Yeah, that's just plastic fruit. Or they're always, always coming up with something sort of ultra-spiritual, but, but when you're with them, it kind of makes you feel lesser. That's plastic fruit. I'm going to pray in a minute, and, and, and the Holy Spirit power is going to set people free today. There's a story in the Bible. This is my, my, my final story. In 1 Kings chapter 10, And it says about Solomon, he was a king. And he made these 500 gold shields. I think there was three, maybe 200 big ones and 300 small ones. I can't remember the exact thing there, but there was 500 shields altogether. 500 solid gold shields. Incredibly valuable. But it tells us in in 1 Kings 14, 26, that this king of Egypt came and he stole all the gold shields. Took them all away. Solomon made them. King of Egypt steals them. See, the shields, the gold shields, represent the blessing and the prosperity of a kingdom under God's favor. Everything's the best. Everything's unbelievable. Everything's extravagant. Everything's you know, wonderful under a kingdom blessed by God. But then when Solomon started to get his... Uh, well, Solomon started, then his son is actually the, the, the king who... who the king of Egypt attacks and steals all the blessing from God, takes it all away. Then it says in uh, verse 27, straight after, King Rehoboam, that's, that's Solomon's son, it says he later replaced the gold shields with bronze shields. He substituted the real shields with fake shields. Probably thinking, well, no one's ever going to really know the difference. Because hanging on the wall, it's probably pretty hard to to distinguish between a bronze shield and a gold shield. 
Bronze may look the same, but it doesn't have the same value as gold. And you might be thinking, but you know what? I've got everybody fooled. I, I can do all the things that they do. I can turn up to meetings. I can turn up and pray. I can, I can, I can be serving. I can push a vacuum cleaner. I can, I, can, I can do preaching. I can do all sorts of things. But you know something? You could just be a bronze shield when you should be a gold shield. I don't want to be offending people today, but I know the power of the Word of God, the power of the Spirit is so real, so powerful, that we should not settle for an experience that is just like a bowl of plastic fruit on a table for decoration. We're not here to decorate Port Lincoln. We're here to bring the power of the gospel and set people free and be the change, make a change, and push through the powers of darkness to bring the glory of God back to our city getting excited a bit today so I, I want us to protect and value the gold invested in us so every single person here today you have gold invested by God in you of undisputed origin that gold is invested in you you need to you need to come to the place where you say I want to protect the gold I want to have a gold shield not a bronze shield because a bronze shield is worth nothing cannot be satisfied spiritually li living with a substitute fruit or, a, or bronze for gold. You can't be satisfied with that. Why don't you just stand to your feet with me this morning, if you will. And I know the Holy Spirit, I feel really feel strongly today that Jesus wants to set you free today. Jesus wants to put the authentic origin of his call and purpose into your life. Maybe you've had it in the past and you've, you've sort of forgot or you let it go or, or you, you, you got sideswiped by a circumstance or an issue. I'm not going to ask people to respond by coming forward today because I think today is going to be way too personal and it's going to, you know, maybe you'll feel you'll, you'll be revealing way too much if you were to respond to the front. But I want you in your way as I pray this morning to respond to God. Maybe you want to kneel where you are. Maybe you want to raise your hand. And, and we don't want to judge each other's motives or reasons today. But we want, to, we want to encourage and cheer on and help you today to move beyond your experience of whatever that has been in the things of God to something new, fresh, powerful, and life-changing. It's going to happen today because we decide today to be authentic. We want God to restore fruit to our lives today. Why don't you just bow our heads? I want to pray this morning. I'm going to pray a declaration, and perhaps if, if you feel you can, you can, um, you can pray this as I pray as well, and make it a declaration over your life. Lord, I declare that I am from undisputed origin in Jesus. I am fruitful in who I am. For you created me and you love me. You are for me and I, I replace any bronze in my life and I want your gold. Help me, Lord Jesus. I reject all substitutes. And I commit myself to live in a way that will produce spiritually 
that will produce valuable, that will produce eternal. Amen. I just believe right now that the power of the name of Jesus, that addictions of every kind are, are going to be set free as you, as you sit here in the presence of God. Addictions are going to come off your life. That you're going to think that this thing had me trapped. It's not going to trap you anymore. Because all that was, all the worth of that is a bowl of plastic. It's not going to trap you anymore. Jesus is going to set you free. I want you to start to think about the undisputed origin of your life. The undisputed origin is Jesus Christ who set you free to be free indeed today. He wants to set you free right now. So we're going to sing, and then um, what's what are we singing? So yeah, we're going to we're going to declare this song this morning, and Ruth's going to lead us, and then I'm just going to come back and finish off. But I want you right now as we're singing, let that undisputed origin. That's the key today is to get a revelation of the undisputed origin in your life that you are authentic, that you are an original, that you are not a fake. Uh, Christian, that you are born again, born of God, born with purpose. And as, as we sing this song, something supernatural is going to come and rest upon you. Things are going to come out of you. Things are going to be released off you. And you're going to walk out of here a new person. You're going to see things differently. You're going to be different because God is going to do a regeneration in us this morning. So thank you, Ruth.